You know, whether or not he goes to Auburn, that's irrelevant. The SEC should stay out of it, though. It's none of their business. We're a member just like they are. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Um, thank you very much for making the Locked On um, Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, we are going to talk about the incident that happened during the fourth quarter of the Arkansas game to where Jordan Rogers and Cole Kublik were talking about Lane Kiffin to Auburn and potential players that could be recruited. That's clown show stuff. And I understand that you guys are trying to fill time because Ole Miss was basically a clown show team Saturday night, but that was not called for. I think every Ole Miss person should be offended by that. Even Matt Wyatt from Mississippi State was defending Ole Miss over this. And if you are a fan of Arkansas, if you are a fan of Mississippi State, if you're a fan of Ole Miss, South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, for something Texas A&M, they've got money, but they're closer to us than, than them at this point. You need to realize that the SEC behaves in a caste system. And it is impossible to go back and forth between them. And that caste system exists between people that have won the Southeastern Conference in the last 40 years, let's say, and those who haven't. It doesn't matter if you've gone to the championship game. If you haven't won the championship, your opinion and the opinion of you is affected by that. South Carolina might have went to the game. South Carolina still gets lumped in with everybody else. And it doesn't matter if you have baseball natties or or basketball natties. Everything is football related. And I say that to say this. One member of an institution should never be talking publicly about poaching a coach from another member of an institution and degrading their roster, rating it. Whenever they're trying to get good, they should not use another SEC school as a, as a farm school. Seriously. It doesn't make sense. It's one of, each one is one of 14 that are on the board. If you count 15 if you want to with ESPN. But them talking about who Lane Kiffin is going to bring with him to Auburn. It's not realistic. It's, it's, it, and honestly, should not be allowed what happened Saturday night. Because we always talk about officiating. And everybody talks about how LSU was gifted a first down at the end of the Arkansas game. There were so many problems in the Alabama Ole Miss game last weekend. And whenever you're considered in the six that won the SEC titles and in that group, you get an advantage over the ones below that. We talked about that with John Neighbors on there a little bit. And lower schools honestly need to stick together on this one because the only way that this gets fixed is if they revolt. 
If it is the way it is, nobody will do anything. Nothing will be accomplished. It'll be exactly what you see now, which is absolutely a disgrace. Every school in the SEC is rich. If Vanderbilt wanted to pay $12 million a year for Clark Lee, they could. So, this isn't 1995, though sometimes they still govern like it's 1995. So in the future, SEC Network, if you want schools like Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, to watch your product, if that is important to you, don't become a partisan network. And by partisan, I mean don't pick a power six school or a big six and then a lower eight. Do not pick that. If you want to play that game, you're just going to make sure that your viewership is smaller, that people aren't going to pay attention to what you say and is going to put a bias on everything. We already do that over basically you lampooning Paul Feinbaum out there as an Alabama guy. It's even a running joke. But if you want the whole network to go down that road and to be extremely biased on all they do, where everything they say is just in one ear and out the other, that is a recipe for making the SEC network into the Pac-12 network. Period. I get the it just means more and everything that has happened since the SEC network launched. And I also get that you're not going to let Texas and Oklahoma into the club right off whenever they join. They're not going to get it because that, that six membership that won the SEC title, that's all important. That is the blue blood level. So as this level below gets a little bit of traction, gets a little bit of a base, because when Texas comes in, They've got a fan base that you have to kick open the six-team thing in the cast system or you're going to have problems. Because if you don't think that the SEC network and the SEC is not going to pander to Texas and Oklahoma, you're wrong. So all the things that you think are important right now is going away. Everything's changed. College football completely changed in 2019. If you are still ruling and doing whatever you need to do on a system that is before 2019, you're doing it wrong, and you will be incorrect. Because what the SEC Network did Saturday was an absolute clown show. They should be ashamed of that, and they should own it. Because having an Auburn guy talking about that rumor on the air of the other team's broadcast. This wasn't even an Auburn game. This was an Ole Miss game. And you're surprised that it might upset some people? I, I, I just don't know what to say. I Honestly, I just do not know what to say. It's an absolute clown show. Going back to Peter Burns and Benjamin Watson earlier in the day, SEC Network had a pretty bad day and if you keep going down this road there's going to be more of those days than less of those days
because basically you are making yourself like cable news to where a whole population is either for you or against you. And you're doing this intentionally. So understand that. That is how you are being perceived by fans that own you, essentially. You're one of the, they're one of the 14. They're going to be one of the 16. So understand that. Do rankings. Do whatever you have to do. I understand that opinion turns the dial. But you have to be careful what's going on. Anyway, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy in advance security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. Okay, 2019 major brain surgery. After it, I just became naturally more forgetful. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing. I can walk around and forget why I got up to begin with. Before the surgery, still trapped, a little bit, little bit of a mess now. Well, I tell you that to tell you this. About once a month, I walk out and forget the security system is armed. And it comes back in and it goes off. And, you know, they call me every time I give them the password. And, you know, if they would do that for what I consider to be the worst customer of all time, what would they do for you? How would they protect you? Because Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agencies use FastProtect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off new SimpliSafe system at simplysafe.com slash lockedoncollege. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college there's no safe like simply safe all right thanks for making the locked on almost podcast your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts for your second listen today check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, this is important for everybody to know. I think Lane Kiffin can fix this if, if he wants to. I, there's been no event horizon reached. Now, last week was terrible. I, I mean, I, I even think he would admit that it was handled poorly and it got out of hand. But if he wants to fix this, he can fix this. It's going to require not asking Ole Miss fans for a single thing. It's going to require not asking Ole Miss for a single thing. It's going to require Lane Kiffin to be the next person to reach out to Ole Miss fans. And that is not necessarily the MO, and I'm not honestly expecting it to happen. But it could happen because – Ole Miss fans want to believe. If it comes to a situation to where you believe that Lane Kiffin is going to stay, you want to believe that it's true. You want to believe Chuck. You want to believe Neil. 
You want to believe um, Brad Logan. Whoever comes out, you want to believe that it's going to happen. But at this point, after last week, because I I blame the Arkansas game 100% on this, this Auburn situation. 100%. Lane gets to own this game. This was him. He created it, got out of hand, and all of a sudden you look up and Arkansas is up 35-6 to six at halftime. No game plan really to speak of. The, what they were doing didn't make much sense with the elements. So you can see where Lane has to own this. But Lane, if he wants to, can fix this because people want to believe he's staying. And he does win games, which is most important to teams wanting people to stay, you know? So he can fix this. Now, if he chooses not to, at the end of the day, it, 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 it's not going to make a hill of beans one way or another because Ole Miss is in a better place than it's ever been with a football coach. Because let's not pretend this was a completely one-sided deal because everybody's going to blame Lane, including me, um, if he leaves, about how he's a mercenary and we should have expected this to happen. These are all going to be the talking points, including by me. But let's not pretend Ole Miss didn't go into this with his eyes open. Let's not pretend that um, we did, Lane Kiffin was the only one doing this because relevance is something that Ole Miss wanted out of this as well. Lane Kiffin brought that. Ole Miss has been ranked 27 weeks in the AP poll consecutively, fourth in the nation consecutively. They've dropped down to number 20 against Mississippi State. They need a win to stay in there. If they lose that, they're going to fall out of the poll for the first time, I think, since the COVID year. So we'll see exactly how this goes. But let's not pretend that Ole Miss is – is innocent in all of this. They knew what they were getting. They were the ones that decided to put ethanol in their engine. And now they're addicted to the benefits that that ethanol provides. And overall, when they hire the next coach, they're going to compare him to Lane Kiffin. No matter when that is, you're going to compare him to Lane Kiffin. And Doing that is going to be okay. Because Lane Kiffin, for every negative thing that everybody's going to say about him, has put Ole Miss in a position to where they're a 10-winning program. They're on the record offering $9.5 million. Um, they're serious on the, in the NIL game. All of the things surrounding the program that Ole Miss needed to get to, you know what? Kind of there. So the next coach, whenever they have to do it, they need to avoid falling into the trap that that they've done over the years. They need to avoid going into the assistant hall. They need to avoid going into the relationships hall. They need to find a football coach that will win games, whether that's Chris Kleiman, whether that is Lance Leopold, whether that is Deion Sanders, whether that is Jamie Chadwell, I don't know. But I do know that those are the type names they should be looking at. Jeff Trailer, UTSA, 
would fit that bill as well. Now, what you wouldn't want is Bill O'Brien. Those names, those relationship type names, the Pete Goldings. You would not want a Pete Golding type hire. Somebody that is under a shroud of controversy where they are, you do not want that hire. You want the up-and-comer that's got all the momentum. You want an established Power 5 have head coach that's good. That's what it looks like right now at Ole Miss. And it's, it's going to sound weird, but at the end of the day, you can make it happen. But if Lane Kiffin wants to say he is not past the event horizon and he can fix this. But I warn you, Lane, I want to warn you one thing. You do not fix this by losing to Mississippi State. If you thought they were upset last week, whenever you laid an egg against Arkansas, lose that game against Mississippi State. And look unprepared when you do it. And you'll end up getting to your house and there'll be a U-Haul in the front yard. Because we are willing to overlook one game. Like I said, this can be all be fixed. Nothing's past the point of no return. But the answer right now and the answer moving forward is not going to be the fans need to do more, the university needs to do more, the athletic director needs to do more. No. Not even a little bit. Next step, Lane Kiffin. Period. One way or another. Because honestly, if you decide to move on to Auburn, we're going to be fine. We're at a point where we can go out and get a great guy. If you stay, we're going to be fine. So either way, we're going to be fine. So we'll see. Anyway, Coming up in the next segment, we're going to look at the SEC lines from betonline.net and talk about the games of Rivalry Week. We are in the last week of college football season, and it's absolutely, absolutely amazing, honestly. Anyway, this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. In what was a horrible game, a little piece of history happened. Actually, more than one piece of history happened. Two runners running for 200 yards in a single game. That's never happened in Ole Miss history. And also Quinshawn Judkins becoming the all-time Single-season rushing leader. That happened as well. Quinshawn, he's turning into a dude, man. He's turning into a real dude, and we'll see exactly how this happens. Zach Evans also needs 101 yards against Mississippi State to go over 1,000 yards himself. Ole Miss could have two 1,000-yard backs this year. Quinshawn Judkins is on pace for, I mean, he might might hit 1,500, 1,600 yards this season. So that should be interesting to see. So this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, and Pathfinder today. It's available at NissanUSA.com. Thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free 
and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, hit subscribe, hit the bell, and of course, comment on the video below and upvote the video itself. So, let's talk lines. We're into rivalry week, and this line is going to be brought up to you by betonline.net, like all lines are. So, this weekend... Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Egg Bowl happens. Mississippi State is at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Basically, that's home field plus a point. So these are two fairly evenly matched teams. We'll see what happens. It's always hard to win a game on home fields, so we'll see exactly what happens. Ole Miss is going for their third straight win. Mississippi State is trying to break this cycle because if Mike Lucci loses three times, that's going to be problematic as well. Although, he might get a little another lease on life, even with a loss if Lane Kiffin moves on. Arkansas on Friday, a four-point favorite at Missouri. I'm looking forward to this game. This is a game. When KJ plays, um, Arkansas is averaging 37 points a game. When he doesn't, they're averaging 15. And they lose more often than not. Um, so, that's something to keep an eye on. If KJ... Goes up there and does what he needs to do. I think Arkansas could win this game fairly easily. Florida is at Florida State. Florida State is a nine-point favorite. Florida broke rule number one of college football. And if you get boat raced by Vandy, you can't be taken to cover a spread the next week. So I'm going to take Florida State in this one. I think the Seminoles are ready They've been down for a little bit of time, and this could be a game that gets completely out of hand for Billy Napier. Napier. Six and six is looking increasingly more on the table for him. South Carolina um, is at Clemson. Clemson's favored by 14.5. So basically, um, basically, Clemson is going to do fairly well in this game. Um, But Whenever you look at what South Carolina did this past weekend, I mean, it's fairly impressive, right? It just is fairly impressive. And, you know, I just don't know. If that Spencer Rattler shows up, I mean, what will this look like, honestly? If that Spencer Rattler shows up, can they get the Clemson Tigers? I mean, that becomes the question, and we'll see exactly what happens. Georgia Tech is a 36.5-point underdog to the Georgia Bulldogs. Honestly, that nine's about right, but Georgia Tech did beat North Carolina again. Um, Kind of knocked them out of their NY6 Bowl, so good for the Yellow Jackets there. Another ranked win for the Yellow Jackets. If they beat Georgia, which they're not going to do, if you can see that line, they would finish 6-6. This is technically for a bowl game for Georgia Tech. Louisville's at Kentucky. Kentucky's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is one that I don't really understand because Kentucky's offense has been really bad. I mean, I mean, just absolutely putrid. And as this moves forward, I mean, Louisville's going to get them. I, I realize that Kentucky blew them out last year and the year before, and that, that has become kind of a thing. But eh, I, I just... Don't like it. Alabama and Auburn. Alabama's a 21-point favorite. This is the Cadillac Williams game um, to where Auburn's going to come there and try and show out 
um, and have tons of energy and try and make a game of this. Bama favored by 21 points. This is going to sound weird. I don't know if Bama is 21 points better than necessarily anybody. They're still good. They've kind of come down to earth a little bit, and I expect coordinator changes um, for the Crimson Tide in the offseason. LSU's a nine-point favorite over Texas A&M. A&M um, beat UMass 20-9. Um, take the Tigers on this one all day long. They, they look pretty bad. Tennessee is a 14-point favorite over Vandy. I closed with this one intentionally because, honestly, this is a game that I am tempted to um, pick Vandy in. Joe Milton at quarterback, Tennessee with a just a super deflating loss to South Carolina. Vandy playing really well. This is Tennessee's worst nightmare. If you think Ole Miss had a bad Saturday, Tennessee at one point had Michigan losing, TCU losing, and they, all they had to do was beat South Carolina to move into a second or third place in the college football playoff when the smoke all cleared. Tennessee's playoff um, prospects were basically gone, and now Tennessee's a Citrus Bowl-type team because of the injury to Hendon Hooker. We're talking about a nightmare scenario for the Vols. So understand what's going on with them, and it's going to be a, a huge, huge deal for them. So I know we do takeaways normally on Monday. My takeaway Monday is that the SEC Network was a clown show and Kiffin can fix this if he wants to. It's not necessarily about the game. And then we went over lines as well. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications and participate in the conversation by hitting the bell or hitting the upvote button and commenting. So hope this is good. At Stephen Willis, at the Stephen Willis on Twitter. Follow us on all these socials as well. I did change the format a little bit up today. I'm going to keep tweaking that and keep trying to get it as as good as we possibly can. So thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. Thank you very much. Tune in tomorrow whenever we start talking Mississippi State. Take care.